0: Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voiceiq to discover more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five-O Radio Network, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Well, in the early days of this crisis, many commentators in the alternative media questioned the whole wet market story and pointed out that Wuhan is the city where the virus originated, it also houses China's top viral study laboratory and they wondered, in fact, if the pandemic may have originated in that laboratory. Mainstream media was quick to label uh, that, those observations as without basis, and anyone that covered that angle as conspiracy theorists. We're now learning that, in fact, China's own University of South China conducted a study in the early days of the pandemic and concluded that the lab, and not the wet market, was the likely source of the virus. To discuss this, we're joined now by Ken Lacourt. He was a senior executive at Fox News Channel, head, heading the editorial team, and now runs LaCourt News, the motto of which is News Unspun, Talk Uncensored. His site highlights media malfeasance and Silicon Valley censorship. You can find him online at LaCorteNews.com, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at Ken LaCorte, that's spelled L-A-C-O-R-T-E. Ken, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, good morning. Good to be here.
0: So, Ken, the media seems to show a puzzling disinterest in the probability that uh, this virus originated from a, a laboratory, probably the biggest story of their careers. And instead of, you know, taking out after the story like you would expect a journalist to do, they're, in fact, running interference for the communist dictatorship in China. So as somebody with inside knowledge of how big media works, what, what's up with that?
1: Well, I think if you got the average journalist in America and said, who is really more of a problem for America, the communist Chinese or Donald Trump? that Donald Trump would win hands down in, in that, uh, dispopularity contest. So it, so look, here's, here's where we are with, with that, uh, with that lab. There is, uh, there is no like kind of hard evidence linking anything to anything. And, and, you know, maybe we will discover this in our lifetime when somebody in China talks after he or she has fled the country or, or maybe not. But the, the, you know, the circumstantial evidence was, was, you know, it, it, it did more than raise eyebrows. It almost was, was you know, you can't say anything definitively, but literally China has one level four biohazard lab in their entire country. They had uh, um, twice before when they were studying some infectious diseases. It was MERS. They accidentally released uh, uh, that out into the public. I mean, viruses are viral. That's why they're called that. They're easy to spread. They can, if you don't do great wash down procedures and all the scientific stuff, that's way beyond my ability to understand. That that can easily happen. And China's China. I mean, you know, they cut corners on things all the time. So when they built this lab there were a lot of concerns that maybe something would leak out of it. In fact, these kind of labs are so, are so rare, Japan didn't, didn't even build one until 2015. I mean, to give you an idea, that, that I mean, the Japanese, who, who have their act together 100%, they were like, yeah, we're not sure whether we want one of these here. So anyhow, Chinese do this. They're literally studying coronavirus and, 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 and permutations of diseases that go from bats to humans in this lab. And lo and behold, this lab is a handful of miles away from this wet market where they say the first number of cases came out of there. So that's the best circumstantial evidence, and it's pretty good circumstantial evidence. You know, they were studying it there. They'd accidentally released it before. It's Chinese who cut corners, and and on the best of days, you know, you really wouldn't want to be in a Chinese hospital and and they're just saying that it miraculously sprang forth in, a, in this other, you know, naturally from bat to human in a, in a thing a couple of miles away. That just doesn't pass the smell test. Well, now, what what the U.S. media has done is so every time somebody says that, then you always also have the guys who will take it in the United States to the next conspirator level, which is they designed it. It was a weapons lab. They designed it. And this was an intentional release and to get America and this and that. And. That there's real no evidence at all to, to back up. Scientists say they've looked at it and if it was kind of a, a genetically modified version of this, that they would have been able to pick up on some markers. I'm not smart enough to know, but these people seem to be pretty bright on, on that. And the concept that China would intentionally release something in their backyard to hurt America thousands of miles away seems just kind of stupid but what the media has done is they just grab both of those they put it into one story saying there's no evidence to show that this was intentionally released from a lab and you're like yeah you're kind of half right on that so why are they ignoring it you know who knows i think they're more uh, they're more interested in talking about uh, president trump using the word hoax and talking about the democratic response to this and to try to try to point fingers they probably know that they can't go to china and <laughs> track this story down i mean if if a, if a U.S. reporter could, he would.
0: Well, in fact, uh, China kicked uh, most of the big reporters that were covering this story out of the country. And we do know that in the early days of this virus, uh, they they were refusing to share examples of the virus with, American, uh, uh, with the CDC. Uh, and we know that the doctor that first sounded the alarm on this, as well as the director of the hospital where he worked, were reported to have died. And now we see that many others who spoke out about it have been mysteriously disappeared. So I'm, you know, you, you can count me among those conspiracy theorists, I guess, because it seems like they did everything in their possible to allow this virus to get a head start, including continuing to allow travel from the Wuhan uh, district uh, to Northern Italy. You know, here's,
1: here's the thing about, I mean, you know, I mean, they intentionally let millions of their people get infected. That's a, that that is, a, is more difficult for me to believe than what I really believe, which is totalitarian regimes like that, they get into the habit of lying because lying usually works. Okay, look, Iran shot down a, a, a passenger jet when, when some hostilities were increasing between us and them. I don't think they did that on purpose they screwed up it was a blip in there they thought it was an incoming missile or US plane they shot it down but for 3 days what do they say oh, It ran out of fuel it was an engine problem i mean cuz that's what totalitarian regimes do and and china is notorious for changing any numbers that they would have to 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 suit their own to suit their own pr things and 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 things like that permeate through countries it's like look when you go down into mexico and you know that if you get pulled over either rightly or wrongly for doing something in a car, whether you were speeding or drinking or doing nothing, you know you can give 50 bucks to the, to the cop and he's going to go away because that level of dishonesty and corruption is, is permeated throughout the culture. That happens in these totalitarian regimes and and the local guys. They're covering their rear ends, and they're they're lying to their superiors, and everybody's making up numbers. No, nothing to see here. And then all of a sudden, you got dead bodies lining up, you know, outside of hospitals, and you can't cover that up. Um, but the concept that they did, you know, it made it, it radically changed the U.S. and and the world's look at how serious is this. I mean, when I look at it, it's, it's like if you can believe Chinese numbers. You can't. That can't one out of, yeah. One out of 400,000 people in that country died from, from this disease. That's nothing. That's, you know, 25,000 people die every day in China. The concept that they lost 3000 to this is a blip,
0: but and, yeah, and it's almost 30, certainly not it's true as well.
1: Yeah. But that's where I think, you know, a lot of countries are not going to forget this one because it's like, you know, had we known real numbers coming out of there, had they been open and honest from the beginning, the rest of the world would have, would have, would have been able to to do some things. I mean, Look, I live in California. We we banned flights for the most part on on like February one. Okay, that means that while this thing was raging there, eight thousand people from from China had a direct flight every day into into California. And China allowed that. Flights. We had two direct flights in from Wuhan. So it's like as that was ripping and roaring through there. We were getting thousands of people every day. So
0: according to to your take on this, uh, the Chinese uh, were just uh, ignorant when they were letting those people get on planes and come to California and New York and uh, other of these heavily affected areas, including uh, most disastrously, Italy. So, you know, I'll I'll just make this point (laughs) and then I'll take my conspiratorial hat off. (laughs) Um, If they wanted a roadmap on how to defeat America, we see all the... The uh, trauma that it, this has created for our economy and our people, they certainly would have it um, as a result of this, this crisis that they were complicit in.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you always ask, is this stupidity or evil or a combination of two anytime you see something like that? I mean, look, if I'm a Chinese guy and I'm like, hey, let's take down America. I don't think I'd launch a virus in my own city. I think I'd put it into 16 aerosolized cans, give it to 16 moles, have them go into, you know, various flights. We have, again, we had that was just California numbers. So we have tens of thousands of people coming into the country every day. How easy would it have been to spread it here from the get-go and, and look, let's also be honest When, when the first country that get that, you don't know what's going on. They didn't know how it was transmitted to, at the beginning. They didn't know what the death rates will be until you have some reverse look at that. They didn't know how to test for it. I mean, the first country to get hit from something like that, you know, you're operating at a, at a definite information deficit. So if they had, instead of, of, of doing that, if they really wanted to be, you know, Dean Koontz level, level, level bad, launch it over here. That's easy. And I mean, you know, you can literally aerosolize this stuff. And then we would have been the one saying, you know, hey, what happened? It would have been right. You know, they could, they could have brought it good. to
0: Atlanta and claimed it came from the CDC, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I mean, they could have done anything like that if <laughs> if, if they really wanted to uh, if they really wanted to be you know, nasty on something like that. So, you know, it's a combination of 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 probably some unknowledge hey what's going on some eh, nothing to see here move on move on and look we look i did that we did that the president did that the, you know we all look we, you know when we had 15 cases here he was out there saying yeah I, we're gonna we're gonna stop it here well okay that was nice optimistic talk um, well it was also
0: uh talk with uh taking china at its word that this uh, this virus didn't transmit human to human um yeah. So I want to play I want to play a clip for you here. This is uh, the Australian version of 60 minutes you may have seen it on Tucker's show. And I want to ask I, I, you about I, the contrast between how their media is handling this and how our media is handling this. Sure. From the very beginning throughout December it was spreading and we now know it was spreading human to human. But the official line of the Chinese government was that this was all related to an animal market. And once they closed the market, it would all go away. Did they know differently at that time? Absolutely. Because uh, they were seeing cases coming into the hospitals that had nothing whatsoever to do with that animal market. So I just got to say, it appears to me watching the media that they're doing a, uh, they're carrying China's water. On this, they don't seem to be interested at all in in you know a, a, an actual pandemic that is uh, ravaging the whole globe. Why is our media so beholding to communist China? And something I've always wondered that I want to ask you about: is, does does China have tentacles inside some of these news organizations?
1: You know, probably on some. Um, you know, I look and, and it's like okay, Reddit got I don't know fifty hundred million dollars. You know, they're they're not a news organization, but they're a big distributor of news. You, you wonder a little bit of that. I, I, I think that, that there are, that it is probably being driven by other factors more than that. I don't want to say that that never, never happens. Um, um, I think that that's probably pretty rare. I, I think that again, if you go into the, the average media, national media, they are so orange man bad and they have been for the past three years. I mean, in their hearts, many of them literally believe that they are the last line of defense between a a dictatorial Trump Hitler and the United States. I mean, they really believe this in their hearts. So that's why they've thrown out journalistic standards. That's why they've thrown out, you know, all sorts of things to bring him down. Uh, you combine that with just the hyperactive fun, fun, uh, uh, you know, we're doing things that get good clicks and, and, and whatnot. And, and you kind of have this, this storm of what we have going on right now. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't dis- dismiss China's, China's, you know, usually pretty ham handed, uh, 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 you know, propaganda efforts. I mean, you know, we We've been hearing about Russia's for, for three years. And, you know, you look at the tweets and the things that they say, it's usually so stupid because and, and propaganda in, on that level, you know, it, look at like World War Two propaganda of each side doing it to the others. And when you kind of don't understand how people think and you say stupid things, it just I mean, like, you know, so they're out there saying, well, we think it was it was released by the U.S. military when uh, we had some uh, joint exercises in <laughs> excuse me, in November, December. You know there probably aren't 17 Americans who really believe that. So it was kind of like, why would you do it? Why would you talk about it in that way, even if you believed it? Um,
0: well, but, I can t- I but, can tell you I can tell you that I and many of my listeners have lost complete faith in the legacy media. Uh, there are sure. some shows on your old uh, your old station, uh, Fox News. Tucker Carlson in particular is doing a great job. But I've I've started turning more and more to alternative sources to media, uh, like your site, LaCorte news. And, uh, if you can hold on, I want to run out to a break and then we'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side.
1: That'd be great. I want to talk about like the changing media. I think it's a fascinating topic.
0: Fantastic. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
1: Mojo. Mojo. and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed, risk-free call right
0: now. 800-631-9241. 800-631-9241. 800-631-9241. That's 800-631-9241. So we're on with Ken Lacourt talking about the changing media landscape. Uh, Ken was a former chief executive at Fox News heading up their editorial team and now runs Lacourt News, an alternative side of media. Ken, uh, more and more people are turning away from the legacy media, the big outlets, because uh, they, they've been so thoroughly discredited by themselves. Uh, Describe for me how you see the emerging media landscape and people's uh, sources for news.
1: So uh, my quick recent history thing on this, I mean, if you look at at news delivery in America throughout our history – you've seen that it's gone through several iterations. You know, certainly around the turn of the century, the early 1900s, late 1800s, the news was it was the yellow journalism days. It was, you know, kid on the corner screaming, 12 dead in a house fire and ringing the bell and, and doing all that on the streets of New York. Um, and it was very, very sensationalized because they sold newspapers one at a time. and if, And if you had the best headline on that newspaper – you were gonna sell more newspapers at a penny or two apiece. So you had financial incentives built into that and it was it was crazy news. That started to change in the in the in the in the early nineteen hundreds, partially because people started moving to the suburbs and, and, and monthly subscriptions became more of a deal. And if I can sell you a monthly subscription to my news to my newspaper, I don't have to I don't have to tout every every headline or every every issue. So, so And much. you were
0: and you, I, you rely more on credibility at that point too. It, exactly.
1: exactly. And, and and ironically, the the newspaper and the man who who really forged that path was a guy named Adolph Ochs when he bought the fledgling New York Times and said, "We're going a different route. We're going to print both sides. We're going to be relatively neutral. We'll you know we'll have opinions, but really not that." And and they formed a different type of newspaper, and and it was a combination of those and the market changing and and that. Ushered in through the '30s, '40s, '50s, '60s, uh, a a very different different journalism than we'd experienced in years. Well, I grew up in the um, '55. I grew up in the '70s. Let's say the newspapers were kind of reliably liberal when it came to things, and the and the the news broadcasters all thought exactly the same amount uh, the same way. But in the you know. Then you know they were they were liberal, but they weren't kind of crazy liberal like they are right now. They weren't over the top nutty, which is what we've got. And that started in a couple ways. I mean, certainly on, on on cable, Fox was the first one to say, you know, there's an alternative point of view. But I tell you, back in the day, Fox just leaned 15 percent to the right, and CNN and, and MSNBC. MSNBC came in a little bit later, but well, not actually, but you know, they leaned 10 10 for CNN and and 20. Thirty percent to the left on, uh, you know, on, an, on MSNBC. The rise of the internet and and the more hyper com- competitiveness in the in the cable news really started changing things. So now, like when you write, you don't have to sell every issue of your newspaper based on the story. You have to sell every story based on how clickable that that headline is. And they're literally like, you know, when I was at Fox, you know, we would put in, we'd have a, a writer put in multiple headlines for the story. Now, you try to keep them reasonable and you don't want to lie to people, but you try to make them as enticing as possible. Computers would serve up those multiple things to everybody around the nation, whichever ones were clicking the best. That would then the, the computer would automatically start serving that to everyone. So we got this more and more kind of hyperactive media you know, with 90% of it being on the left and 5% of it being in on the right and, and 5% of it, you know, just trying to tell the truth out there.
0: Yeah, but that 5% and, on the right is getting about uh, half of the market or, or more um, on on cable.
1: Well, so that's, you know, cable's the terrific example of that. It's like there are three primary channels and a couple other minor issue ones, and Fox is the only one who leans right, and they've got, oh, shock of shock, about half of the market share. The other two big ones lean left, and they, they slice up that other, that other half. So on a typical day, and these numbers have held for the past four or five years easy, on a typical day, Fox would get about half of the, of the, of the cable news viewers, and MSNBC and CNN would, would fight over the other half and, and split that up however they split it up. And, and that, that then kind of brought us a Donald Trump. Donald Trump couldn't have been elected seven years ago, 10 years ago. He was just, he was too flamboyant of a figure. He was too in the face. He would have been, you know, him running, you know, and he tried and he never got off the mat. But then in an era where people stopped,
0: started trusting the news less,
1: especially the news that said, Oh, you're a Republican, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a sexist. Well,
0: how about, how about the New York times and the Washington post running for three years with this Russiagate hoax that was absurd on its face and actually getting Pulitzer Prizes awarded to them for their coverage when I have to believe these people had better sense than to know there was anything to that story. I mean, really, where at this point in our history are we to turn for reliable sources of news that aren't really grinding an ideological axe?
1: So I, I think that you, A, need to go to a number of sources, and you really, you know, you can't just go to the conservative ones. You can't just go to the liberal. If you really want to know what's going on, there are very few places outside where, where, you know, you're going to get that whole story. Look, I tried to to do some, when I first launched this, I said, okay, the edges are getting kind of crazy. Let's, let's, let's find that really fair and balanced in the middle. You just can't get off the mat that way. Nobody cares. Nobody, you know, they, they, you don't get shared on Facebook. You don't get mentioned places. You just kind of, you publish good stories and, 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 you know, so you have to really kind of broaden your source. Um, um, you have to stop trusting the sources that you, that you trusted before. Again, I grew up knowing that the times was a liberal organization, but believing every word of it and, and knowing that they had, and they still do have some of the smartest people out there. They have a thousand reporters. You compare that to Fox, you know, they've only got 20 or 30 out there actually grabbing news and and ingesting it and, 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 you know, going out and hunting and killing news. And, but now they are to the to the point of intellectual dishonesty that it is just, it is just beyond the pale.
0: Oh my God. It started, it started out in the opinion section where they were just with this over the top coverage. And then it bled right into their actual hard news reporting. And now when you, when you read the front pages of the times or the post, uh, there's very little difference between the opinion sections and and the hard reporting. So, I mean, the only reason I cover the New York times and the Washington post anymore is to, is to skewer them and and poke fun at them. but, I guess at some point people are going to get tired of that, and and the New York Times and the Washington Post is just going to join the likes of Breitbart and uh, and the Drudge Report, uh, you know, as far as their credibility.
1: Yeah, and 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 look, the president accelerated that process crazily. I mean, I mean, look, the president has got this this kind of uh, uh you know he, he's like he's like fighting the special ed kid you know you go after him and he just starts flailing at you until his arms tire out or or you're on the ground and he was the i mean you know, he was the first.
0: that was a that was a perfect description of yesterday's uh Q&A after that press conference <laughs> you
1: know I remember back in the day, people were like, "Could you imagine fighting one of the Quaid brothers?" You just think that they'd have that kind of, kind of crazy person strength, and they'd just get their arms spinning at you. And that's what he does, and it worked very well for him. And and of course, you know, from the day he came down in that in that in that escalator, uh, uh, running for president, they we saw the pattern. He would say something that was 20% wrong. He would say something that was over the top. But not so over the top that his his supporters are like, oh, you're a jerk. So he'd say, you know, Mexico, they're not sending us their best. They're sending us murderers and rapists and and I'm sure some good people, blah, 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 blah. Well, you and I might hear that and say, yeah, but probably 90 percent of the ones who are coming over here are, 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 are not murderers and rapists. But I get what he's saying. And the press because this is how the press does it especially with republicans you know they they drive it to 11 on the scale of one to ten they fact check it and they go crazy and they give him coverage and they give him coverage that that and, and that's how he won the presidency he just kept saying stuff that was 20 percent over the top or what people were willing to hear and but that his but that his base and his supporters are like yeah i get what he's saying and Yeah, yes the burgers that he served these college kids in the white house won't stack a mile high," he said. "A thousand that would stack a mile high, it meant there was a lot of them.
0: So you're so, just saying so you're God. saying Trump's trolling the uh, the legacy media.
1: He told he told into the presidency clearly. I mean, I mean, there's just you know, there's no way he didn't do that. So I mean, we've got a we've done
0: we've got just a couple of minutes left, Ken, and I want sure, to, sure. I want to get you to describe what you're doing over there at LaCorte News and uh, why yeah. why your site is a solid source of information.
1: Well, look, so he so. We, do a, we spend a lot of time looking at that and trying to A, peel off the level that these people are being honest with you because they've gone beyond honesty to to intentionally lying. They, they will do a story saying, you know, Pete Buttigieg gave a speech wearing his underwear and, and not mentioned that he was wearing a suit and tie <laughs> and shoes. I mean, that's, that's the level of – I can lie effectively by telling the truth. But the other thing, and, and maybe next time we're on here uh, we can talk, talk more – Is is we had always hoped that that the internet would be the savior, that would be, you know, Andrew Breitbart was a good friend of mine that that as we expose these legacy media for being for being manipulative and lying, that we could go to the online world and find truth there. But the amount of censorship that is kicking in in every single major place that you can go online—Facebook, which has banned me—I had three and a half million followers and banned me for no viable reason. Unbelievable. To Twitter, to Twitter. You talk about Twitter. You talk about this story in China. First guy to really push that out there, maybe some conspiracy theory, some stuff was zero hedge. They got zapped off of Twitter with three quarters of a million followers. You know, they have designed these rules by the by the crazy lefty kids who were in college five years ago, and they're now they're now you know VPs at Facebook and Twitter and Reddit and all these sites. That's where conservatives are going to have to fight this over the next over the next handful of years. When I reported on the name of the so-called whistleblower, the CIA analyst who kicked off a, a, an impeachment. I got taken down off of, uh, my, my videos got taken off of, of, uh, Facebook. Then I got banned.
0: I want to ask, I I want to ask you real quick before we go, what's your opinion of the, uh, the Murdoch boys are now that they've taken the reins over at Fox news. And if you think that, uh, they will be true to the, uh, the vision, uh, that Roger Ailes, uh, set up.
1: I think you'll see less of that. Um, um, Rupert is fundamentally a conservative guy and even more a capitalist, I think that James, the older son, who's having less involved on this, he is more overtly liberal, um, um, and you know really cares about what Scarlett Johansson thinks about him. Um, um, I think that that Lachlan, who is the is the I think is going to become the primary uh, Murdoch son. I think he's probably more moderate than his brother, not as conservative as his dad. They're making like 1.5 billion dollars a year profit. That's on what that. it's about. That's
0: what it's about.
1: So, so they're not going to. So they'll calm some things down. I think they intentionally whacked O'Reilly. I think they intentionally did some things like that. And Trish. But um, um, you know, they're going to try to. They're going to try to prevent somebody coming in from the right and still make a whole lot of money.
0: Ken Lacourt. He runs Lacourt News. You can find him online at lacourtnews.com. Unspun News, Talk Uncensored. You can find him on Twitter at Ken LaCourt. That's L A C O R T E. Ken, thanks for joining us. I hope you come back again.
1: That'd be great. Had a good time,
0: Captain. Take care. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim w- Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow for another edition right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather
1: outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is.